What's up and welcome to Groundbreaking, a friendly media original podcast bringing you the young creatives redefining what it means to create and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today. I'm Jake Brewer. Let's get started. A year ago, our next guest was taking the leap into young artistry and realizing right now is a moment better than ever to get started. Gilanera is known for her hit song Good Person and recent TikTok fame, is an up-and-coming singer-songwriter embracing the faults and lessons of young artistry through writing about just that. Her lyrical structure, meaningful commentary, and strong presence have collaborated to accumulate the attention of hundreds of thousands of viewers. Her debut EP dropped this year, but she's already gearing up for something bigger and better. Today, we're talking all things lyricism and navigating finding your voice, your style, and your place in the music industry. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Groundbreaking. I'm so excited that you are here with us today because this is an episode that I have been looking forward to for so long and somebody who... In the grand scheme of things, I I met very recently, but has left such an impact on me and is somebody who really sparked such a creative ambition in me again. Talking to her every single time is so just contagious. You'll get off the phone and you'll be like, what are we going to create today? She dreams so big, but also does nothing short of impress you constantly by how much she brings that into reality and into action and how much she cares about other people being involved with what she works on. And it's truly, truly astounding and an artist that I really look up to and I think has one of the brightest careers ahead of her ever and i'm so excited that i get the next hour or so to chat with her because i have so many questions just about the way that she's branded herself and the lyrics to her music are so incredibly powerful and her the way that she's told me about her influences too like i i really think anybody listening who is into lyricism or artistry or really just branding as a whole i think this is going to be an excellent episode for you because the perspective is incredible and i'm really excited to talk about young artistry and the sort of path that she's taking so i guess let's get started gilanera's Welcome to Groundbreaking. I want to give you the biggest virtual hug right now. I'm so stoked you're here. That was like the sweetest intro. Like I have never experienced that before. That was amazing. Thank you I'm, so much. I'm like grinning ear to ear. I'm so excited. <laughs> too. I feel like we're going to feed off each other's energy like yeah. almost dangerously well. Yes. Like we're just, by the end of this episode, I'm just going to be like screaming into the microphone. Oh my gosh. I'm just yes. so excited. That's the way. I get so loud sometimes when I'm passionate. It's great. It's such okay. a good time. Okay, yeah. scream, scream into the mic yeah. anytime you want. Okay. Um, I'll air it all. <laughs> I'm excited. I really, again, I really want to talk today a lot about your sort of young artistry because, I mean, truthfully, your career is is going to be incredible. And I think, I hope that someday people will listen back to this episode and go, wow, like she really like stayed true to her roots. And Aww, that's um, cute. because <laughs> the yeah. way that... The way that you've sort of set everything up now, I think, is is so admirable. Um, Thank you. The way that you've just this first impression EP that you released a while ago. It's called "There's Not Much No There's Not Much to Know About Me," but there is so much <laughs> to know about you. You literally <laughs> lied with the title of the EP, so thanks for leading us on that way. Love that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, let's start here. I mean. I hate asking this for sort of first question. I don't, it's not an elevator pitch. Don't worry. Cause I know that scares us all. Yes. Um, but uh, just kind of give a, the synopsis of, you know, where you're at right now, just so we yeah. can kind of lay that, lay that groundwork and then for we can sure. move forward. Yeah, for sure. So I released that EP and the title is kind of like ironic cause it is supposed to be like, I like to think that I can be an introverted person, but at the same time, I am such like an open book and will tell like anyone like how I'm feeling or things that I've experienced. Like I can be like, I can be vulnerable without being like vulnerable, if that makes sense. And so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of, it was kind of a little bit of irony, but at the same time it was like kind of real, but so I have this EP out. Um, I, I knew that I was going to make the EP before. I even had like a real following at all. Like I knew that it was going to be a thing that was happening. I think that I, 
it was really funny because I think that I literally found a producer and met with him once and then one or two of my videos on TikTok got a little bit of traction and it was like it it, like one followed the other like it wasn't the order that you thought it would be where it was like oh I have some followers on TikTok I'm gonna make an EP it was like the opposite which I thought was kind of funny and so so yeah so that's basically the first real thing that has happened I've been writing since I was like in eighth grade but I was like super secretive about it for like literally four years. I did not show people my songs. Like my friends knew that I wrote songs, but, and they knew that I was really obsessed with music and they knew that I was like a geek in that specific way. But um, I didn't really share my writing. Like I would be really like raw and honest in terms of the music that I like. And I would like force everybody around me to listen to the music that I liked. But when it came to like my actual music, it was like not a thing. Like I would literally like, if my parents were like near my like little piano room, I would be like, you need to leave. I need to play the piano totally alone. And so, um, so yeah. And then I didn't really start showing people my music up until a year ago, like at my school songwriting club, I like showed one of my friends beforehand, but it was like at the songwriting club at my school, like that's where I really was able to get comfortable showing my music to people. And, um, and yeah, and so that was a really good experience. And then COVID happened. And so I started posting on YouTube because I wanted to record a song with my school, but then that got canceled. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to put it on YouTube. And I started posting and I didn't really get a lot of like, traction on there but I just kept doing it and then once the fall semester happened I kind of was like okay like like I did a little series on my YouTube channel but I was like exhausted with it I was like YouTube is going to be put away for a minute like I need to focus on my fall semester and that's when I got TikTok and then I at the same time I like developed this little TikTok presence while getting this EP ready and then it all led up to like this EP coming out and like celebrating it with a bunch of like people like in my life and also just the people that um, like listen to my songs on TikTok and stuff. And it was cool because it's like, it's like a community where it's, 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 it's this weird, like really interesting relationship where it's like, I am very clearly like not a professional musician yet in terms of like, like I, I, I take myself seriously and I take my music seriously and I know what I want to do. And I know that like, I'm going to keep going at it, but I still don't feel like a super professional musician in a lot of ways. And so, and I feel like my audience like recognizes that because it's like, they're seeing me start out. And so when I came out with actual music for the first time, it was like, Oh, like, like, damn, like, you're doing it, like, congrats, like, you know, it was like, they're, like, supportive in the way that, like, you know, like, like, an audience would be, but it's also in a way where it's just, like, oh, like, like, I kind of, like, know you through the screen, and, like, I see how, like, you want to do this stuff, and so, like, congratulations just from, like, you know, like, a friend, and so it was really cool, so that's kind of where I'm at now, I'm, like, gearing up, I, like, have written all the songs that I'm gonna be putting on a new album, but I'm still in the process of, like, but, like, recording vocals and production stuff. So that's the next thing that's happening. But right now I'm like in this awkward in-between phase where it's like I just came out with a project, but I'm like already ready for like the new thing. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That's my little synopsis. It's it's so exciting because you're so like you're so humble about it too like oh like if people like want to like it they can but it's so so good and I I want to go back to because you were talking about how this is something that so many people go through why is like the first like why is it I feel like artistry is very unique in this sense like music very specifically and I had this thought the other day too of why are we so insecure when we start like with our first few songs like with other with other like people why are mm-hmm. we so self-conscious about the music that we write until we get some sort of val- validation from yeah, like, other people? No, for sure. For sure. It's 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 crazy because I think that like growing up when I was writing songs and stuff, like I I knew I knew I've always been able to know what good music it is. Like if like it's all up for like interpretation, but I have been able to like find the good in all types of genres. Like I am not a person 
that's like, oh, this genre is good music and that is it. Like, I think that I have an ear for good music in the way that I can, if something is like good and there's genuine parts to it and somebody is talented and I like, I can hear that and I can feel that. And that's something that I've always been confident in. And that's something that I like where it was even when, even when I didn't know if I was going to like pursue songwriting and all that, I was like, at the very minimum, I can, my dog's here. At the very minimum, I can, I know what's good and I can point that out and like I can use that to my advantage. And so, um, so growing up when I was writing, I was able to like kind of identify parts of my writing that I thought was really good. And I was like, oh, I think other people would vibe with that. But growing up, it was like such specific parts and I didn't know how to bring everything together. And like my voice wasn't that strong. And I, and it just, it never like lined up for me where it was just like, songwriting to me was just this thing that I would do to kind of like not to just like pass the time but like to think through things and also just like it was just something that I looked forward to doing like once I got home from school or something and um and that was really it and it was and it was special because I would have like some of those moments where I'd be like oh that was good um and that that that's what I enjoyed about it where like that that fulfillment that I get out of writing something that I think is really good is like really special. And that's something that I've been able to feel since I was like young. Um, but yeah. And so, and so now growing up and being like, okay, like I'm going to pursue this. I still get that feeling. I'm just like a lot more confident about it, but that's when I'm like on my own. Like that's when I'm like literally playing the piano by myself and I like write something and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is everything. And then posting it though, and like producing it and like making it something to be available to the public is a whole separate process. And I think that you know, at the end of that, you can still be confident and you can still be like, oh, yes, I've done all this work for it. And I still think it's good. But it's so easy to get like lost during that process sometimes and then hear the final product and be like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. That yeah. that actually that actually happened. Like there's a song like the first song, actually, like Good Person, which is like the like the song for me right now <laughs> like <It's> phenomenal <laughs> thank you good person was like the 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 first song to like really get big but um before that like the first song that got any traction at all was this song called ragdoll and it was gonna be on my ep but i like recorded it and we like produced it and everything and i just like listened to it and i was like no i was like absolutely not like uh, no and people are like still asking for it and i like don't know what i'm gonna do with it to be honest like but um, that's an example of a song where I was like, I cannot be fully confident in the song. Like, I don't want to be a perfectionist because then I wouldn't put anything out. But um, but that song, it was like, I can't even muster up like the confidence to really put it out there the way that I did yeah. with the other songs on the EP. But I think that it's like the whole process of like recording and production and all that stuff where it's like, that you're thinking about yourself as an artist and like what you want to hear, but you're also getting ready to release it. And so you're thinking about what other people are going to hear when they hear it. And that kind of like taints, you know, like just that confidence factor. Um, Cause I am like, I am the most confident person when I am like sitting at my piano and I just wrote a lyric that I thought was good. Like that is like the most confident version of myself. And, um, and yeah. And then like, as the process continues on, it's still fun and it's still like, cool and interesting and there's like really cool moments in production where it's like me and my producer and like we do a little thing and I'm like whoa that's great but um but then like following that like when it's getting mixed and mastered it can be like kind of nerve-wracking and stuff yeah I think I think people forget how often like how long songs take to do like it's not just like you write the song then you record it and then it's like it's done and part of that going back and forth like catering to you as an artist but also catering to the people who are going to support you and learning as a young artist is so difficult. Like learning that lesson of, I have to be so proud of this because the person who's going to essentially get people to like this music is me. Yeah. But at the for same real. time, people have to like my music for me to yeah. keep doing this. I know that's, yeah, that's like the biggest part about it where it's like, where it's like annoying because I'm like really grateful for my audience and any audience that I will attract in the future. And I'm like super, and I just think it's super cool that people can feel the way that I do about my music. 
because I think that that's like the coolest thing ever. But at the same time, it's like, now that you find my music cool, like, like I want to keep that from you. And that's kind of like, that's where you have to kind of have this relationship with your music and your career in general, where you kind of have to like, let go of it a little bit, which is something that I've been like learning and like, I've, I've been like actually in a really good place about it like recently, but I was like struggling it with it because I was like, I just like really wanted this sense of control over like my career and my future and like my, the perception of my music and all this stuff. And then it's like, if I'm spending all this time stressing over that, that's like such a waste of time and it's not productive. Like as much as I want to convince myself that stressing over things is productive, like it's not. And yeah. And so then it's just kind of like, you need to let go of it and you need to be like, okay, well, I'm going to write what I'm going to write and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm going to have experiences and those experiences are going to influence my writing and the way that they do. And that's going to happen. And then what happens after that is completely out of my control. Like nothing is like really in my control. So there's like no point into like trying to micromanage my career and all that stuff. And like the perceptions of my music, but um but yeah, it is a weird relationship because it's like I do want to do this for as long as possible. And in order to do that, in order, in order to like sustain myself, I need to attract some type of audience. But I think that honestly, quite honestly, I think that letting go is like what attracts that audience sometimes. Because because I was like watching YouTube about this, but like not about music, but just in general, like about letting go of like things that you want control over. But like your audience, if you're like just trying to pump out content that you think will get them invested in you, like, they're going to notice that. Even if it's, like, subconscious, they're going to, like, see that you're not, like, doing that great, like, you know? And so, um, like, mentally. And and it's just not, like, I want to watch a person who, it's, like, not, it's, like, if you're struggling mentally, obviously, like, that doesn't mean that, like, you know, whatever. But, like, like you can struggle mentally and still be capable of, like, producing good art and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. But if you're struggling mentally, you shouldn't like you should be taking time for yourself too. like you shouldn't be like pumping out content all the time because then the people who watch you are going to be like, are you good, dude? Like, are you OK? Yeah. Or like or like they're they're, not even... they can tell. Yeah, they can no, tell exactly. When it's, when it's not you're not fully there. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just kind of like, yeah, it's like you have to manage caring about your audience, and what they think, while also letting go of what they think, which is like tricky and like hard. But, you know, it has to happen. So. Yeah. Have they have they just as your general audience and the incredible people who've just jumped on board and said we're here with you all the way, are those people how much are they influencing, you know, what you write about? Like do you pick and choose I'd want to write about this because somebody else can relate to this or at the end of the day is the songwriting process just so long it's it's you can't almost think that cuz what's who knows what's going to make it to the surface. That's a good question. Um I think that I definitely have noticed that like even when I don't think a song is as strong like sometimes a song will just get big because people can relate to it and it's just because they like feel the emotion that I'm feeling and I don't think that I have any like awful songs or anything but sometimes I'm like oh well this song was stronger than this one but this one got bigger because like I think that everybody was just feeling that feeling with me for that song and I definitely do notice that. Um, I don't necessarily like alter my content because of that. I think that honestly, even when I'm writing a song that I think only specific people will be able to relate to, I think that there's always going to be aspects of it that everybody can relate to. So um, an example of this actually is like, it's a little bit of a spoiler for like the album, but there's this one song that is on the album called Brainwash. And it kind of talks about like my, how I feel and like my perspective, like living in America as an American who has like either like a parent or a grandparent that is like not American or like not from, like not wasn't born in America. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's like this really weird thing where I feel like um, I'm so used to this country being praised like just blindly by either my like like family or or just in general like people in general can like blindly praise this country sometimes and um and it's just like you know it's like brainwash and whatever and and it's just like I'm writing from the perspective of me being like like the first line is like my mother and my mother like came here 
with a certain kind of dream. And like, that's the first line. And that's not something that everybody can necessarily relate to. Like some people have been like here for generations, but I think that like, no matter like whether or not you're, you're an immigrant or your parents an immigrant, or like you don't have any like immigrants as your relatives, it's like, you can relate to like watching um, people like blindly believe in something and just being like super confused about everything, but also feeling yourself like being a part of that brainwash too. Um, and so, and even, and there's like the, and like the part that like did a little, like blew up a little bit on TikTok was the second verse where it's like, I don't think any thought I've ever had is truly mine, but when I play that back, it'll send shivers down my spine. And I think that parents nowadays are wasting their own time because I was raised by people that I watched online, I think is the verse. And so I think that that part is like, like everybody our age can like relate to that. Like whether, like doesn't matter like how you feel about anything or like what perspective you have. Like I feel like everybody our age can relate to that. And um, and yeah, I think that everybody can our age can, and just everybody in general can like relate to like that brainwash and like that kind of like, oh, like I've been like, you know, surrounded by like messaging my entire life about, you know, like politics in this country and whatever. And it's like kind of crazy. And it's like, um, I, I, I really care about this country, but I think that it's like something where it's like, if you care about something, you should critique it and you should want to make it better. And yeah. I think that people just have like a difference in opinions about like how to handle like loving something. Um, like, because yeah, like, yeah, it's like, I, it's like my whole family like moved to be here. So it's like, I kind of like have to love it in some type of sense because it's like, they all loved it so much enough to like, like transplant themselves here. So it's like, okay, like, you know, like I'm grateful for that. And like, um, there are so many great people here, but it's like, there are things that like need to be fixed. And like, we should like talk about that instead of like, you know, just like buying into the brainwash. And so that's like an example of a song where it's like, relatable in certain ways to specific people but then it's like relatable in like broad ways to like everybody and um yeah I think that and I honestly have been writing songs like that like a lot more recently because it's like I'll be writing something that's super specific to me and then at some point I'll like drift off into this really broad feeling um and I think that that's just like fun because it's like unique but also like you know like like not typical but like just general so yeah yeah. what why do we hesitate so much to like write because like a song like that you're right like so many people can relate to and is a story so many people can share with one another why why do we not have more more music like that is it because it's is it hard to put that sort of feeling into into words is it scary to write those things just because you know there's no other mainstream song about those things right now or is it just like are you do you feel like maybe it's not going to be appreciated or do you are you going to feel like you know putting so much into a project like that is like are you going to be you know scared if it doesn't if it doesn't pick up the way you want to because we music is such a is such a thing where we seek so much validation even though most of the time we don't even really need it but we still tell ourselves we do yeah yeah, no, 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 totally. Yeah. I think that, honestly, I think that um, when it comes to, like, content that is, like, very honest, I think that people can sometimes get caught up in the idea of executing things perfectly and saying everything perfectly and being this person, like, whether you're talking about, like, mental health or kind of, like, politics or whatever like that kind of thing like people want to do it I feel like sometimes artists approach it with this idea of like well if I want to talk about this thing I have to be like an advocate for it and it's like you don't have to do all that like you can just like talk about how you feel and like I've said this I will say this till I die probably because I I don't want to like come on to the scene and be like, I'm an advocate. Like I am a role model. Like I am all this. Like I never want to do that because I am like, like neither of those things. Like I care about things a lot. Like I am like, I care about things and I care about people and I care about like issues, but I am not like, I am not like an activist. I think that artists get so caught up in like being this perfect person that it's like, well, I have to be an activist and I have to do this, 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 and this. And and it's like, 
you like people just want to hear you sit like write songs and sing and if you want to talk about something that's totally fine i'm not going to be one of those people that's like artists to just talk about like that like there are and nothing else like if you want to talk about politics and you want to talk about all this stuff that's up to you but like we're entering this weird place where it's like artists and just people who like celebrities even are like they feel this pressure to talk about like activist things in like an activist way and sometimes it's just like you don't need to do all that like I just want to complain I just want to like get on a track and be like I am upset today whether it's about like my brain or whether it's about like the news or whether it's about like I'm just upset or like I like you know like that's what I want to do I just want to like talk about how I feel because I think that if you're like anyone, especially like right now and like lately, like li- like listening to the news, it's like really depressing sometimes. And and you don't always want to see somebody come up on your screen and be like, we're going to like tackle this and this is, we're going to get the job done. And like if we work together, like, y- like, yeah, like that's like we want to, you know, face issues and we want to like help solve the problem. But it's like these are big problems. And like and sometimes it's like I'm just upset today. And sometimes like it's just like I am just sad because I see people suffering and I feel pretty helpless about it. And, um, and yeah, and I think that like, I think that artists don't want to tackle certain issues sometimes because it can come off very corny and very like activisty in like a non-genuine way. And I think that it's like, if you're just genuine about it and you just talk about how you feel about certain issues genuinely, then like just do it if you don't want to that's fine too like I don't think that it's like like I th- I think that this like album that I'm making right now it's like the perfect like because it's a concept album I think it's like the perfect opportunity for me to talk about certain things I don't like really see myself going like diving super deep into like politics and whatever like in the future I think I just want to write about like feelings and people and stuff but I don't know I I guess I just want to write about like how issues make me feel like whether they're political or not like sometimes they're going to be political I like grew up super like in a my like the town I grew up in is like kind of conservative and so I felt kind of like an outsider because of like having two moms and like being Hispanic and all that stuff but I felt just kind of like isolated and it was just like me and my friends that I could connect to in certain ways because I felt a little bit isolated and so like that's something that like affected me growing up and now I want to like write about how that made me feel and that's just literally again me complaining like I am not I am not being like I'm gonna tackle all these issues at once and it's gonna be me and I'm gonna do it like I feel like artists get so into that state like I'm never we can't do we are the world every single (laughs) time yeah we can't and it's just like no it's like just me being like um everything can i curse is that allowed am i allowed to curse yeah, go for okay it. Yeah. like sometimes i just want to stop you okay perfect sometimes <laughs> i just want to be like everything is fucked up and i want to go sleep for three days and like that that is like sometimes how i feel and like that's not that's not even political like <laughs> do you know what i mean no so no. yeah yeah i yeah. think you have such a, a very mature approach for that too because i think it takes people a long time to learn that lesson especially in early artistry where you're like I need to write what's working well because, you know, I need I need that one song or that one sort of one-way ticket to wherever I want to be where you have that freedom to, you know, I know Taylor Swift is a huge inspiration of yours, so I'm going to use her as a reference, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be a Taylor Swift where you can be like, I'm going to try this now, I'm going to try this now, like, yeah, no matter what I do, sure. it's going to work out. For but sure. Oh, yeah. Sort of in that like introductory sort of infancy stage where you're walking such a fine line and especially now it feels like you one sort of thing that people don't really like you'll just you'll tumble off the tight wire and you tight wire tight rope so the same same yeah i I I knew what you meant i like (laughs) you were yeah yeah. yeah. um but it's 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 really daunting i think early on and i think you have a really good impression of that moving forward and i think you've also set the stage and the groundwork really well for yourself moving forward like people know what to expect and part of that what to expect is to is the unexpected at at kind of the same point not like not that you're predictable but it's like they know that there is going to be something fulfilling for you about Mm -hmm. this and it's fulfilling to you because people are going to adopt it and embrace it in a way that you know goes beyond just this is this is a great um 
like happy hour playlist, but like this is something yeah. I can really I can really emotionally yeah. invest myself in and be a part of this story. I think that's sure. I think that's really powerful and that's why I really want to talk about the way that you've sort of set up your branding and everything. I think it's so bold and it's so you and already like I I see something and I'm like this is this is so Gilanares and I think that Thank I think you. that's really powerful. Um so tell me about the songs and the EP and how those sort of formed the the brand for you. Um, I hope my boss isn't listening because my one of my favorite lines is "fuck a fucking nine to five. Oh yes, um, I was, you said yes. that the other day, and it was my favorite thing. <laughs> it was great. Um, I again, yes. but and you, I was like, you wrote that song. You wrote that song for me. Like I was like, <laughs> yes. yes. I was like, she knows. I love that. So yeah. like even again, like you you're so great at storytelling in that sense. But I want to hear about you know the way that you sort of chose your first impression and how you sort of set up that branding and how you really associate yourself as somebody who pays attention to the lyricism from the beginning. I think that the the, the main thing that I'd always known about like, like even before I was like, oh, I'm gonna pursue songwriting and songwriting is gonna be a thing in my life. Like when I was just writing songs, I was always like lyricism is the only thing that matters, which is like, you know, a stretch, but I've always just been like, if I want to be known for being good at something, I want it to be like, I'm good at writing lyrics. And that is like the best thing to me. Like, that's the best feeling for somebody to be like, oh, like your lyrics are so like anytime anybody comments like lyrical genius on my video or whatever, like, even if they're just like being like cute, it's like my favorite thing. But um all right, I'll do that every time. And I mean you. it and I mean it too. I'm not just being cute. I love it so much. It's like it literally because you know what would happen? I love it so much because when I would be like I would be like fucking around like with the piano, like just growing up and even like recently. And it's like when I do like when I write something and I'm like, oh, that's good, I will literally be like lyrical genius. Like I'll just like say it and it's like a joke, but it's like when people comment it, I'm like, thank you. Like you're just <laughs> you're like, I, yeah, I've been called out before by myself. <laughs> by yeah. myself, yes. But um, but but yeah, so in terms of branding, that's always been like the most important thing to me. Um, like when it comes to music, like the music aspect of branding, I also want to like get better at like vocals and singing. I think that again, like when I was writing growing up, I didn't really imagine myself taking it anywhere. And so my, like, I didn't care if my voice was bad. Um, but now it's like, if I wanna be singing my own songs and stuff, like I wanna execute it really well. And so I do want to get like voice lessons in the future or just like practice or whatever. And I've like said that. And so I do want that to be like a part of my brand in a way. Like I feel like a lot of the time when somebody is known for their lyricism, like they don't like, obviously there are plenty of great lyricists who have like amazing voices too. But I feel like sometimes I see that um, like a really good lyricist will just like kind of let that take the lead. And I definitely do that. And I definitely feel that like on my end, but I do want to get better at like, you know, vocals and just like, even like my sound, I want to kind of um, like explore that. But yeah, um, in terms of branding, lyricism has always been the most important thing. And then, and then I also want, like, I have this vision of like, of getting my vulnerable and raw like sound or like lyricism to match like the visuals. Like I want this really like raw and like maybe like gory kind of visual to go along with my song sometimes. Um, I don't think it's something that needs to happen like every time. Like I don't think that like every single thing that I make has to be like horror movie-esque or whatever, but I have like certain visions where I'm like, oh, I want this music video to be framed after like this horror movie or whatever. And I do definitely like feel that and this neck and like even the, the EP cover was like kind of like um like you know like beaten up and like it was because like metaphorically like oh um I explained the whole album EP cover on my TikTok and how each little thing about the EP cover related to a song on the EP. And so, but in general, it was just kind of like a gory look in a like in a way, you know, it wasn't super bloody or anything, but it was just, you know, like I was like messed up. And so I like that theme of, you know, being kind of raw and vulnerable lyrically and also visually. And 
and yeah, on this next album cover, I definitely want to incorporate like blood more because I just think that's sick. And yeah, um, so that's kind of when it comes to branding, I that's kind of how I want to balance it out. And this EP, um, when it comes to like themes that I want to make myself known for and brand myself for, I think that the overall theme of like mental health was very apparent. Um, like every time, not every time, that's, that's drastic, but like a lot of the time on my account, like if I post something, somebody will literally like relate the song to like some type of mental illness that they have. And, um, and I just think, I just think that that's like, I think it's this like cool community because I don't ever want to, and like, I've, I've like been open about how I don't like how media romanticizes mental health mental illness in a lot of ways like and I don't ever want to romanticize it but I do want to like talk about it and I do want to like have a community in which people can be like oh like I have borderline personality disorder and this song like really like resonated with me and like I was able to kind like you know I'm able to cope with my feelings because somebody is putting it into words because I know that so many artists have done that for me and um and so it's really cool when people can be like, like on good person, the amount of people that were like, this speaks to my ADHD. I was like, oh my God. And it was like, great. And people were like trying to convince me that I have ADHD. And I was like, okay, let's, I, I have no idea, but I'm glad <laughs> it spoke to your ADHD. And so, um, yeah, cause I don't, I don't know. I think mental illness is such a complicated and like not talked about thing sometimes. And then when it is talked about, it's in such a like, like weird way where it's not even talked about by people with mm-hmm. mental illness sometimes so it just comes across super like ingenuine isn't that is that the word ingenuine yeah yeah, but, yeah. I, I totally get what you mean too and I'm really curious because you mentioned earlier you know you don't feel like maybe you're at the point where you can be like oh I'm an advocate or I'm like a sort of leader within this like this world or this sort of movement um, in terms of advocacy, or at least sort of, you know, destigmatizing the whole conversation of mental illness. But how do you feel when people are giving you those comments of like, oh, this really related to me, or, you know, this made me feel validated in some sort of way, or it's really nice to hear an artist like speak about these things because it makes me feel heard. And that's why I relate to this so much. Is that, how do you take that? Is that, is it more like flattering where you're like, I feel like I could do something really important for other people or does that add pressure to you being like, I, I don't know if I can, if I should be that person for you. Honestly, all I see it as is like one person dealing with like mental illness, kind of just like talking to another person, possibly dealing with mental illness in hopefully like a helpful way. Um, I think that, and and the thing about, the thing about, the thing about like two people and like not even aside from social media, but the thing about like two people with mental illness, like communicating and being honest about their feelings is that sometimes it can be like a really messy thing. And sometimes it can be very like, like if I'm like, if I'm dealing with something and I'm talking about it and I'm just being super depressing about it, that can be really like triggering. And that can be really like a lot for somebody else to just listen to and hear and so when I write songs, like even just for myself, like without thinking about an audience, like when I write songs, I kind of want to maintain this, um, this like honest, but kind of optimistic sometimes like feeling of, like that, that's like what 888 is about to go back to 888. But like 888 is the perfect example of that because I'm just being like, oh, um, I don't even know like everything just it's like about kind of capitalism and about how like everything just seems so like bleak and how nobody believes in anything and like ah you know but then it's also like the other end of it is like oh well I want to believe in something really bad and like Mm -hmm. and and I'm trying to get to a place where I can like believe in myself and believe in something else and like all that it's like it's like it's like managing those two feelings of everything is bad and ah like ah you know and then also being like well maybe I could do something to like make things not as bad and I think that that's something that's that's what I like about 
my songwriting because it's not something where I just, I don't want to be depressing for absolutely no reason. And just like, just say the same things over and again, over and over again. But I don't want to be this person that's like, I'm so optimistic and you have to be optimistic because like we have to be optimistic together. And like, that's, I don't want to be either one of those people because I just like both are exhausting, I think. And, and I just want to be like this person who's like genuine and real about like, yeah, like I struggle. And sometimes I sit there and I'm like, I don't even want to be like a person right now. And then also sometimes I'm like, you know what, like we're, we're doing it. It's fine. Like everything's going to be fine. Like I'm like both of those people. And I don't think that like my songwriting would make sense if I tried to like hone in on either of those people. I think that certain songs can be more like, you know, like sad and of course. just, you know, than others. But I think I try to make things a little bit, you know, exciting. And even if I'm like, even if there isn't a super optimistic message within the song, I think that I either frame it in like a sarcastic way where I'm like taking the power away from the illness a little bit by being like, well, I'm just going to be clever this whole time. So if you're going to, if my brain is going to be shitty, then I'm just going to make a funny song about it. And like, that's, what's going to happen. And I've, I've talked about this to other people, but I think Bo Burnham influences me a lot in that way Yeah. because like, and even the way he like takes on different personas and like becomes certain characters. Like, I feel like, I feel like sometimes when I songwrite, I'm just like being a dramatized version of like either myself or a different person. And I get that a lot from him and just his, his like kind of just like sarcastic, like snarky stuff where he's just trying to be clever. And he is like, I think that I look up to him in a lot of ways because of that, because I'm just like, I want to write about like messy feelings in like a super clever way and all that. Um, but yeah. Do you ever, do you ever startle yourself when you're writing? Like do you ever just like moving and you're like, like, whoa, like I felt that way or like, or like, whoa, like I did not even think I could comprehend something like oh that. Yeah, no, I definitely have. I can't, I'm trying to think of a specific one. Um, you, we also have like a very interesting, like rhyming structure to all of your music too. Like, rhyming. because, so and it's very, it's very evident too in the, in the content that you produce for TikTok where you'll, you'll display the lyrics and I'll let you answer my first sort of question too. I'm just like, this is me going right. off on a tangent, but like of um, the way that you sort of like structure the things. And it's like, there's a very like strong and you always hold out the notes that rhyme too. And it adds this sort of heartbeat to the song. And I think that's why it always feels like it's sort of moving. And I think that's why it feels like, um, take this right way, but almost like I can run to your music like too, just because there's always like a beat there. But I also like, any like exercise my friends make fun of me like when I exercise like I listen to sad music because like because like that's what distracts me is like okay. I pay attention to the lyrics and oh, you know that sort of technique. if there's the sort of yeah it's it's like strange it's probably problematic in some way but like <laughs> um but that sort of structure I think allows me to sort of like keep the pace but it also emphasizes because a lot of your rhymes are also I think what you're trying to emphasize yeah. in the music too because it's like that tells the story like I almost feel like if you listed the words that rhyme like in the verses and like across the whole song you could get a sense of the song and whether that's purposeful or not you can take credit for it if you like that um but uh I'm curious like if you ever sort of realize that you're like whoa I I, like I discovered something new about yeah. about myself this way and is that scary or is that like thrilling that's okay so I didn't even notice that I do that I I know that I I am very I'm very I'm very purposeful with my rhyming I love I think that like I think because that's another thing where if somebody can give me like a really good rhyme that is so good like a song it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's like, oh, my little light went off. Like, I I think that it like stimulates my brain in such a specific way where like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like my little Bluetooth thing just went off. But um, it stimulates my brain in like such a way where I am like, I don't want to say that I'm like entertained, but I'm just like impressed and also just like, inspired I think is the word like I'm like super inspired when somebody can like rhyme something and it just communicate their message so effectively like it is my favorite thing and so when I write I want to have like super sick rhymes and like I want I want I want you know what my favorite thing is is I want people 
I literally want people to be like, I did not think that she could keep on going with that rhyme, but I did. Nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. I, I kid you not. I have had that thought. Oh Dude, my there's, God. there's like some ones that I don't, you like teach me things that like, I'm like, how, like, I didn't know those things could rhyme, I love but like that. they sound, it that. sounds like it does. I love that so much. I love that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I've had that, I've had that, um, I've had that thought about other artists where I'm just like, uh, like what kind of, I always want to rhyme like new things where if somebody like, and I'll, 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 if, if, if the song, if I think the song is like really good and it has like a basic rhyme in it, I won't like change it. But when I don't like using, this is something that I think about so much. And even when I listen to other songs and somebody uses like a typical rhyme, I'm like, ugh, bored, you know? And like, I, I literally, like if somebody rhymes like- New you and yeah. true, yeah. yeah. True is the one, true, I, oh, true is just so easy to rhyme with so many no, things. Yeah, exactly. Like if somebody, if somebody, and it's like, if, it, if the words are literally like, do and you which I've like heard rhymes like a million times like I don't think that obviously if somebody rhymes that in a song that doesn't mean that automatically the song is like boring but if it's like something where every single rhyme in the song is some as a rhyme that I've heard before and like the lyrics themselves aren't super like I don't know I just always want to go for like really unique and specific rhymes whenever I can like I won't force it but um I, I just really like that I think it's super cool and I love when I hear other artists do it like it is my favorite thing. It is my favorite thing. Um, but yeah, um, I didn't even, yeah. So, so that's really important to me. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you were, you asked me about like, if I've ever had like a realization while <laughs> writing, I definitely have, I can't remember a specific one, but sometimes I'll just be like writing and I won't even, it won't even be like a realization, but I'll write something and I'll be like, whoa, like that was pretty, that was like intense. Like, are we okay? You know, like that. Cause like, I won't even feel that bad in the moment, but I'll be like recalling a time that I did, or I'll be like writing about a situation. Yeah. Or like even, even with, um, I posted, I posted like a snippet of, I know you want to run away to Hollywood, Jenny. But oh, I could okay. I'll talk about that one. I'll talk about a different one. But like, I know you want to run away to Hollywood, Jenny. Is like literally, I'm like writing the, from the perspective of like a male manipulator, and sometimes when I write songs from the perspective of like this, like you know, it's like you know, like not good person. It's like sometimes the lyrics will just like flow, and I'll be like, why can I so easily get into mm. the mindset of this like awful human being? And it's just like funny because I'll like write a lyric that is like so them and so like you know like passionately them that I'll be like whoa like I like really embodied that character for like five minutes like same thing with um like American Entitlement um which is another song that like did well like a while ago but I'm like writing from the perspective of like this like you know like rich boy and the lyric um it was like I get what I want because I'm scary when I'm mad and like I, when I wrote that, I was like, I was like, I don't know where that came from. Like, <laughs> like I was like, I just like, like, you know? And so I think that that's when I have it the most. Like sometimes it's like, I think that I've just made a commitment to being like as self-aware as possible that like sometimes when I write something about myself, it doesn't shock me, but it's like when I can write from the perspective of somebody else and like, oops, sorry when I can write from the perspective of somebody else and get into their character so like not well but just like genuinely like yeah. feel their character like that's when I'm like oh like that was a lot you know um yeah I'm like writing I'm writing this song I just finished writing the song that's kind of like about like abusive relationships and it's like from the perspective of like an abusive person and so I was like trying to like expose that kind of character by like embodying like the classic toxic traits of them. And, and it was just like interesting because um, I, it's like an interesting writing process. I, I enjoy, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy getting into the care, like the mindset of the person that I think is bad and I'm trying to write about because it makes it more like 
I don't know. I think it's more, I've been trying to figure out why I like this so much because it's like a recurring theme now. And like, if we're talking about branding again, I really like the idea of like, like becoming a different character. Yeah. Um, Well, it makes you, it makes you really cognizant of like other, other sort of people too. And you, you, you come off as somebody who really sees the world beyond your own sort of perspective in your bubble. Like you understand that there's so much more to understand beyond just what you see every single day. And so I think it's interesting when, you know, I would, I would go as far to say like, you probably can write different perspectives because you are so comfortable with something being different than what you may know. And so like, that's why you, maybe you're so like just free flowing. And that's why you can write from experiences or people that you've never been. And yeah, you can be cool. like, well, let's like think about it like this way, but it also, but also has a taste of, you know, your eyes to it too, which I think, I think makes it super exciting. And it's for as much writing you do, it can, it can be fun to sort of, everyone yeah, needs like a little sure. bit of an escape, like outside for of their sure. own mind, but really, yeah. I mean, sure. I would go as far to say too, like, it's also still inside your mind because this is the, this is the portrayal that you imagine. Yeah. And I also think that like, it's also like, not like therapeutic, maybe therapeutic. I'm trying to think of the right word, but I like a lot of the time if I'm writing about, like if I'm writing from the perspective of somebody that like angers me, I think that, I'm so sorry. If I'm writing from the perspective of somebody that angers me, like it can be therapeutic to instead of, instead of, instead of being like, oh, you anger me from my perspective to like become them and kind of be like, this is how shitty this person is. Like I'm speaking like this person. Can you hear how shitty this is? This is awful. Like, I think that that is more like powerful for me because it's like, not just me. Like it's, it's more than just kind of being like, oh, this upsets me. It's like an extra level of I'm literally so like this moves me so much to the point where I literally want to like take on some type of like like theatrical like you know moment for this person because I'm so like like you know like and it's it's interesting I was I also wrote a song recently that I haven't like put anywhere or whatever but I like watched a bunch of videos about Amy Winehouse and so and and it's just like I think about her and it just like makes me really upset because she was like so like talented and everything and and she wasn't and she just and she just seemed like she just wanted to write music and like that was it she just wanted to like write and sing and that was it and like she got sucked into like this whole world of like just nonsense and so I like wrote a song and I was like writing from the perspective of all like you know like just I was writing from the perspective of basically like music industry like like you know big wigs and stuff like that and writing from the perspective like it's like you just you hear how awful it is and I think that sometimes that can be more like sometimes it's easy to easier to listen to somebody being so bad and you get it into your brain through their actions rather than listening to somebody being like oh this person's so bad like for that person to like show you is more like you know, like meaningful than for somebody else to be like, oh yeah, like they're shitty, you know? I think that maybe that's it. Well, it's, and it's just, it's a different sort of route too. Whereas so many people write about like the things that happen to them, um, which is useful. And of course, like, I think make some of the greatest songs, but also at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting and it's thrilling for a listener to hear something from a perspective that they almost can't relate to because we're all, we're all sort of curious of, you know, what goes through other people's heads. I think that's why we consume music so, so much. And that's why music is, has been around forever and it will be around forever because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a way to storytell without or beyond the lyrics. Like the beat of a song tells a story. Like the way a song ends tells a story. Like the perspective you tell the song is, is part of the story itself. Um, so I love that. I don't, it just, it fills me up with so much hope because of how just early on this is and how, aware you are of you know the impact and how you take care of yourself while while you're recording this music too and also you know making sure that there, it goes beyond yourself too I think I think that's a really powerful place to be and I think I think you're setting yourself up to for a really healthy mindset because you're right the music and music production and being an artist can be so yeah. so mentally damaging yeah but thank you that means a lot I'm excited to just see like how everything 
works out like I guess for the future like the next yeah. few years at least I'm like really interested as to like how like what's going to happen for like what I'm going to create I guess yeah say. well you gave me the perfect transition into the last two questions I always ask in every single episode um and I'm really excited to ask you these two because I think you're going to give excellent answers for both no pressure um but uh the first one is just it's so simple it's you know, what, what, what can people really join you in manifesting for you? Like, I know we talked a lot about, you know, you want to be known for the lyricism and the branding and just sort of your overall like transparency and really just emphasizing the journey that you're on. I think that's, I think that's incredible. Um, but I mean, where do you want to be? I think, uh, I mean, you can, I don't know, is it a week from now? Is it 30 years from now? Whatever, you can work on whatever timeline you want, but where, where do you really want to be in What's what does the moment look like where you sigh and go, this this was it, this is what I wanted? I love that question. That's a really cute question. Um, I think that right now, like the main thing that I've been saying, I I I I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself recently just because um I'm at like home and there's so much more time to think. But I think that what I want at like a basic level is just to be able to sustain myself through my art like I don't like I just want to reach as many people as possible like I just like those two things like it was just a matter of I want as many people I want to like communicate a message to as many people as um as possible while being able to sustain myself without having to have like a bunch of different odd jobs and stuff like I'm definitely gonna like um like I have to get a job soon for like my school and everything and that's totally fine but um, like, I'm hoping like in the next few years, I'll just be able to like, like live off of what I create. Um, and that would, that, that would be like, that would be something where I'd be like, this is it, you know, like, this is great. That's yeah. the dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm joining you in crossing our fingers for that. I think, I think that's going to happen. Um, the very, the very last question I want to chat with you about is, is kind of just a very, a very personal question that I ask everybody. And it's, I feel like a lot of the time um, we listen to podcasts just like this and we listen to listen to all kinds of media that we really try to take inspiration from or really try to help guide us in our sort of own creative journey. And a lot of the times the takeaways can be as basic or vague as, you know, just really like follow your heart or like trust your gut mm-hmm. and which is, which are great advice. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying don't do that. Um, but what happens is then is that episode ends or that talk ends and I sit down and I'm like, what do I do though? Like, you know, like there's, it's so hard to imagine the in-between between right now and that moment that we just discussed. Yeah, That sigh sure. of relief of like, I made it. No one look, knows what that timeline looks like in between. And it's different for everybody. And so when they say, trust your hut, trust your hut, trust your gut <laughs> and follow your heart what is that like that doesn't that doesn't do much for us and so my question for you is if somebody has taken that past hour to really listen to your story listen to where you are and how you work what is a what's a really just tangible motivating piece of advice that if they have another hour right now that they could get started and be like i was so inspired by this episode either i want to make music or i want to create something in any capacity what's something that they can they can do right now to take a step forward either if that's something like tangible or if that's just yeah. a way to empower themselves i think that like coming from more of like an anxious perspective i think that the best advice that i could give to anyone that i'm also having to like give to myself is just do what you need to do in terms of like, you know, being productive and like do the things that you need to do like on paper in order to like meet your goals and then just like, let it be. Like you do what you can do and you control what you can control. And then the rest is just like, you just gotta leave it alone. And um, and yeah, I think that like, if we're circling back to like mental health and that kind of thing of like, oh, like mental illness getting getting in the way of things. Sometimes I think that like, especially when it comes to like anxious mindsets, I think that sometimes you wanting something so bad can really 
get in the way of like you getting it. And so I think that, yeah, I think that just, you know, do what you got to do and then just breathe. And that is, that is the best advice I could give anybody right now. And I think everybody, including myself, needs to hear it. Love that. <laughs> um, I want to thank you again so much for your time and of course for your transparency. And that's what thank really you makes- for having me. Oh my gosh, any, <laughs> any time. I, I said at the very beginning, every single time I talk with you, I feel so motivated and so just- at peace and inspired. And I, I mean, now that. I have an afternoon to myself and who knows what I'm going to create now because I'm I feel so you. empowered by you. I love um, that. That's I sweet. can't wait to keep supporting you and I'm going to plug all everything for you. We'll make sure everybody listening right now listens to the EP, connects with you on some other, some other basis. Don't feel like you got to plug all the social handles. I've got you. I've <laughs> got you covered you. there. We're going to do that for everybody. But really, I, I really want to say thank you. I mean, an hour of your time is so precious right now and I really Aww. appreciate you spending it with me. Of course, anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you again for being a part of the show today. I can't say how much I appreciate it. Be sure to continue connecting with Gilaneras by following her at Gilaneras on all platforms and streaming her EP wherever you enjoy your music right now. And be sure to follow on those platforms too because she's got more on the way. I already can't wait to welcome you back to another episode next week. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly Media. That's F-R-N-D-L-Y on all platforms. You can also follow me at Jacob Wittenberg. All links are in the description. That's all for today, folks. See you next time for some more Groundbreaking.